It's not uncommon for this world to face challenges one after the other. In the midst of the pandemic, anti-racism protests, some of it were really violent, continued in all major cities of the United States on the 12th day now. The incident that took place on May 25th, 2020 in Minneapolis sent waves of, waves of disturbance to many nations across the globe, causing people to gather in protest against racism in the midst of the coronavirus restrictions. Considering these incidents related to racism and discrimination, this is what I could understand from all the things that have been going on the face of this earth. You know, this is what is my understanding concerning this. In a natural sense, we can say this is a hatred towards the affected community. And also it is a violent protest against the government. But in a spiritual sense, it is a spirit of hatred that operates within people to hate one another. And it is a rebellious spirit. It is an anti-social spirit that fuels violence. You know, this is what is my understanding. From the natural, I could see that it is a hatred that is happening towards the affected community. And also, it is a violent protest against the government. But with a supernatural view, but with a spiritual sense, it is a spirit of hatred. And it is a spirit of disobedience and a rebellious spirit, antisocial spirit that is operating, that is fueling violence and hatred among the people in the society but I see what I see is an agenda of this world or the enemy that is getting of the world and the enemy that is getting accomplished here and this agenda counteracts God's agenda you know this morning I want you to come along with me to understand what is happening there is an agenda of the world there is an agenda of the enemy that is happening that that's what is happening across the globe right now and also there is an agenda of God for all mankind and the agenda that's happening that's going on right now it counters the agenda of God so this morning I would like to title my sermon as racism and violence not God's agenda but the devil's racism and violence not God's agenda but the devil's church never supports the agenda of this world that spreads hatred discrimination based on racial and ethnic identities church is never part of that church never supports that church doesn't support the oppression and torture of the minorities church also doesn't support the protest that involves riots and violence and looting and damaging of properties church repeatedly asks to obey the rulers and authorities in the in fact the bible repeatedly says that we need to obey the rulers and the authorities 
Romans 13 2 says therefore whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God Romans 13 2 whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves that's what is the word of God those who resist will bring judgment on down themselves you know we need to understand both the sides you know what is happening today we need to understand those who are oppressed those who are tortured and also we need to understand the violence that is erupted that was erupted you know we need to understand we need to put all these things together and we need to understand the situation in the light of the word of god and we need to ask a question this morning what is the role of the church and how do we move forward in this situation this is the agenda of the world agenda of the devil but there is another agenda that's God's agenda so we are talking about racism and violence not God's agenda but the devil what is God's agenda I want to turn your attention to know what is God's program on the face of this earth we, we quote two scriptures here first Timothy chapter 2 verse 4 God has been from the beginning even now and till through the to before the eternity starts until the end of the age you know god's agenda is the same and that is the same agenda of the church and that is the same agenda of the people of god that's the same agenda of you and me first timothy chapter 2 verse 4 who desires who desires who is that who god or christ jesus who desires all men that includes all nationality all races all skin color both the gender all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth what is God's agenda today on the face of this earth who desires God desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth knowledge of the Word of God you know God's knowledge should fill the nations as we see the morning dew descending on the grass you know God's word the knowledge of God should fill the nation you know that's God's agenda that's God's program Matthew chapter 24 verse 14 says and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come you know God's agenda is very clear salvation of all mankind all the of the entire mankind gospel of the kingdom being preached to all the nations you know these are the these are the agendas of God and this includes salvation of all men inclusivity of all human being irrespective of their physical conditions irrespective of their mental condition irrespective of their socio-economic conditions their ethnicity salvation is required for all men all men need to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ that's the agenda of God church must work towards achieving the end goal of attaining salvation 
of all mankind you know this morning let me be clear you know there is so much is going on on the face of this earth the world has its own agenda devil has its own agenda his own agenda and those things are getting implemented and those things are getting accomplished and in the midst of all god has another agenda and that's the agenda of the church today church must work towards achieving the goal that god is trying to attain on the face of this earth that is nothing but salvation of all men and what this requires this requires listen to me this requires embracing all people of all color and of all ethnicity because all of them they need to come to the saving knowledge of jesus christ this requires developing what is known as ethnic tolerance how we are able to handle people of different color how we are able to handle people who who don't speak the same language that we speak this requires i'm talking about how can church fulfill the agenda of god otherwise if we don't follow all this we will fail we will miserably fail and we will not be able to achieve anything in the kingdom of god and finally we will go away we will slip away from the call of god that god has over the church and over your life and my life so that requires this requires embracing people of all color and ethnicity it requires developing ethnic intolerance it also requires appreciation of cultural racial and ethnic differences you know people come from different origin people come from different nations people come from different backgrounds we should be able to appreciate their culture we should be able to appreciate you know how they look we should be able to appreciate how they do things you know how they behave you know god has to give that kind of tolerance for acceptance within all of us that's my prayer this morning and also this requires development of what is known as cultural intelligence or cultural quotient that simply means the ability to work together with people of ethnic diversity you know if you say that i have c i i have cultural intelligence or i have cq high that simply means that you know you are very, you are very capable of you know moving along with different people of different ethnicity different origin and we are able to work along with them you know that is what is needed in the kingdom of god during the 17th 18th and 19th century the world has suffered slavery as people were forcefully brought into bonded labor but during the later half of 20th century and in the 21st century people move out of their native lands you know by themselves not by force they move out of their native lands and they have come to a foreign land for better life and for better opportunities you know that's a different if you know the history but when people move out of their native land and come to a foreign land they feel oppression at times they feel rejection at times they feel discrimination because of the prejudice and intolerance and bigotry from the people of the land you know it was possible it happened in the past and it is still happening on the face of this earth you know this morning uh, the church needs to understand certain things you know very clear we need to be very clear in this this kind of hatred is not new at all let me take you back a little bit little bit backward you know in the history of the word of god in the history of the bible this kind of hatred was seen between cain and abel among the descendants of noah shem ham and japhet 
You know, as they, as they spread out and populated the world, as they went to different parts of the globe and populated the world, this kind of tension was seen among the Noah's descendants. Among the Egyptians, as they were ill-treating the Israelites in Egypt. This was also seen among the herdsmen of Abraham and the herdsmen of Lot. Children of Israel, as they were, they were moving forward to possess the blessed land of Canaan, this racial fight was there among the Canaanites and with the Hittites and with the Amorites and with the Perizzites and the Hevites and Jebusites. You know, those races and those, those group, people group, they came against the children of Israel. The racism was so dominant at the time of Lord Jesus Christ among the Jews, among the Romans, among the Samaritans, and even among, the many, among many other people groups. Centuries after centuries, there were millions of bloodshed in the name of race and color. And that continues even today. This continues even today. Even people who belong to the same nation hate each other because they speak different language. Their culture is different. They don't look similar. They belong to a different caste. You know, this kind of you know, racial uh, or discrimination has been seen and even it is seen today. And one thing that is very clear, we see all this hatred, you know, at times erupting in violence. And you know, this cannot be totally wiped away from the face of this earth as long as human is going to be there on the face of this earth. But my concern, my question this morning is, what is the stand of the church? What the church must do? Listen to me carefully. Church is not certainly in favor of racism. Church is certainly not in favor of violence. Church must stand for social justice. Church must promote the awareness on equality and human rights and etc. But, listen to me carefully, but we can never deviate from fulfilling God's agenda for the church. You know, church can promote all these ideas. Church can teach all these things. Church can, you know, um, uh, you know go on and on talking about social justice and teaching about social justice. But remember, we can never deviate from fulfilling God's agenda for the church. What is that? All men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Listen to me carefully. If we don't talk about social justice, if we don't promote the awareness of equality and human rights, there are many organizations, there are hundreds of organizations, they are ready to speak about this. They have been already doing this. They have been already doing this good job. But there is nobody else to fulfill God's agenda if church is not fulfilling what it is expected to fulfill. God's agenda is all men need to be saved. And this morning God is telling the church, do not divert your attention. Do not divert your focus. You have only one desire. You have only one plan. You have only one agenda. Bring people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. You know, in the context of what is happening in the United States, and the proliferation or explosion of immigrants from different nations, communal violence, hatred among religious groups. We must do two things to fulfill God's agenda. 
you know there is no doubt that you know we are getting bombarded with all these every day you know through the media and through the news channels we come to know what is happening in any part of the globe today but in the midst of all this if you and i need to fulfill god's agenda we must do two things number one love everyone equally simple things i'm not talking anything new this morning it's all we are known to us number one love everyone equally number two make use of every opportunity let's go a little detail before we get into a time of prayer this morning number one love everyone equally we are not talking about the love and the equality the government is trying to promote that is good that's needed but we are talking about loving people with the love of christ you know that is different without the love of jesus christ my nature is to hate those who do not look like me without the love of christ our nature is to hate somebody they don't speak the same language my nature is to hate somebody who don't really come from the part of the nation where i belong to that's my nature that's in my blood that has been there in the blood of humanity but with christ's love we can love everyone equal with christ's love we can love everyone equal you know you and i must do two two things number one is we need to love everyone equally you know love of christ comes to us in the same way in the same fashion in fact god loved mankind in the same way without any partiality god loves all of us in the same way this morning i want to just help you here to understand a little bit about from the word of god number one we are all created by the same god you know today we may belong to different nations today we may speak different languages but remember we are all created by the same god bible says we were created in the image of god if i look at this face i could see all colors in his face if i look at his being i could see you know all the nation all the nationality and all the races in his in his body because bible says god created us the human being in his own image god loves everyone equal number two we can all we we, are, we all came from the same parents if you remember we all came from adam and eve and eventually we are all the descendants of noah there are so many commonalities between all of us thank god he created us in his own image thank god he commanded adam and eve to multiply to be fruitful and multiply number three we are all equally loved by god you know god is not showing partiality galatians chapter 3 verse 28 says there is neither jew nor greek you know when we come into the saving knowledge of jesus christ absolutely there is no difference there is no partiality there is neither jew nor greek there is neither slave nor free there is neither male nor female for you are all one in christ jesus and how can you say that how can we say that today that you are from this nation and you speak this language your skin looks this color you know there is nothing there is no partiality there is no division at all you remember jesus ministered to the jews 
The same way he ministered to the Gentiles. The same way he ministered to the Samaritans. You know, even Jesus ministered to many people groups in the same way. And Jesus, in fact, he called us to be witnesses in Judea, sorry, in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to all the rest of the nations. God is calling us to be witness. God is calling us to go and to spread the gospel. We are all equally loved by God. God loves all the nations. God knows, loves all the nationalities. You know, it was made very clear to Peter. I think Peter was not clear in his understanding. And God made him to understand that Gentiles were not unclean. He showed him the vision. Very clearly, and he told Peter, the Gentiles are not unclean. In fact, Paul was called as an apostle of the Gentiles. You know, God loves all of us equally. Number four, God wants all men to receive the same salvation. No, there is not a different salvation. There is no different salvation for different nations. It's just the same salvation. We need to come to the saving knowledge. 1 Timothy 2.4 says, all men to be saved. And John 3.16 says, whoever believes, it doesn't matter where they are from, whoever believes, they can be saved. Whoever can call upon the name of the Lord, they can be saved. God wants all men to receive the same salvation. We are all equally celebrated in heaven. When we go to heaven, we are all equally celebrated in heaven. Revelation chapter 7 verse 9 says, After these things, you know, John looked at heaven and this is what he could see. After these things I looked and behold a great multitude which no one could number. Of all nations, tribes, peoples and tongues and standing before the throne of God and before the Lamb. Clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands. You know, where are they now, right now? Where are the nations? Where are the tribes? Where are those people? Where are those tongues? You know, where are those people, those who speak different languages? You know, today they are in our doorstep. They are living in the same apartment. They are living in the same community. We see them walking around all of the time. You know, God, as we move forward towards the heaven, you know, God is bringing everybody together, all the nations together and getting them ready for the eternity. We are all equally celebrated in heaven. You know, this morning we need to examine our lives. There is so much we can talk about. But we need to examine our lives to find out how do we treat people. How do we look at people? You know, because God has a separate agenda for church. We can't preach this in the world. They are not going to listen. They may listen to a certain extent, but there is no way we can take this out of their minds and their hearts. It's going to continue to be there in their hearts and minds. But you and I, those who are called by the name of the Lord, this morning God is asking us to examine our lives. How do we care for the new immigrants who come to this nation? How do we treat them? Do we really care for them? Or at times, do we really have any hatred within us we may not say that, but deep inside of us, we don't like that somebody. Do we have that intolerance built within us? Are we able to forgive? Are we able to accept? You know, this morning we need to ask these questions within us. You know, at times, are we considering others inferior than us? The main reason for racism is 
people considering themselves superior to others. And this morning God is asking to the church, do we consider others inferior than us? We need to repent. You know, if our heart is not right in this matter, we need to repent. You know, God would have worked in different ways in different, in different seasons. You know, each dispensation in the past, it has its own way, its own plus and minus. But right now, as we are in the dispensation of grace, you know, God is working in particular way that we need to understand the ways of God that God wants you to love. You know, there was some time in the past, God wanted to hate somebody. God wanted to hate those who hate God. You know, that is not the current dispensation. We need to understand the history of the Bible, you know, with, with, with the dispensational view at times. But today God is telling you and me that you need to have a heart, the same heart that Jesus had, to love everyone equal. And if our heart is not right, if our heart is not right in this matter, we need to set this right with God. You know, one of the additional requirements for the people who are living in the dispensation of grace, that we need to love everybody, even to go to heaven we should be loving everyone equally. We should not have any partial treatment for the people who belong to our nation, who belong to our same sect, who belong to, who speak the same language. We cannot have any partial treatment. We should be able to love everyone in equal. Now, in order to fulfill God's agenda, the first thing that we must do is to love everyone equally. Secondly, we need to make use of the opportunity. You know, these are the days of opportunity. These are the days of great opportunity that is in front of us. And we don't need to look at the things that are happening in the world, you know, according to the agenda of this world. And we don't need to get discouraged. And God is telling us and God is asking us that you need to love everybody and you need to make use of this opportunity instead of putting all of our effort to stand against the agenda of the world. Listen to me. Instead of putting all of our efforts to stand against the agenda of the devil, why don't we put all the effort in fulfilling God's agenda? There is a great opportunity to love. I want to quote a scripture from Leviticus. If it was so much in the Old Testament days, how much more God is expecting you and me to follow these scriptures. Leviticus chapter 19 verses 33 and 34. Let's read that together. And if a stranger dwells with you in your land. You know, strangers are there everywhere. Every land. <laughs> you know what, sometimes you know, we, we, we say that we look at the people. Oh, these guys have came even to our town, even to our city. God doesn't like that. Leviticus 19, 33, 34. And if a stranger dwells with you in your land, you shall not mistreat him. People, those who immigrate, migrate to different nations, they are strangers initially, certainly. Verse 34. The stranger who dwells among you shall be to you as one born among you. There is no question of treating somebody as a stranger. They belong to your family. That's what the word of God says. If they belong to the family of God, certainly they belong to your family. And you shall love him. What is the opportunity here? There is a great opportunity to love people. You shall love him as yourself. For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. You know, that's how God was teaching the people of Israel. You were stranger in the land of Egypt. You know, I sent Moses to you. I was careful about you, what you have been going through. And remember that always, I brought you out. Now, now, 
you need to you need to love somebody who looks like a stranger who is living among you opportunity to love there are plenty of opportunity to show our love and as the bible says anything that without action is of no use god wants us to love god wants us to connect with them god wants us to you know let's take it as a challenge to connect some with some people who don't look like us let's take it as a challenge to connect with some people you know who don't talk the way we talk you know that is pleasing in the sight of god what is the next opportunity there is a great opportunity to care for them there's a great opportunity by doing this we are fulfilling god's agenda of all men coming to the saving knowledge of jesus christ there's a great opportunity to care leviticus 23 22 leviticus 23 22 you know what god is saying when you reap the harvest of your land you shall not wholly reap the corners of your field when you reap nor shall you gather any gleaning from your harvest you shall leave them for the poor and for the stranger i am the lord your god you know this is the word of god god is saying when people come to your nation initially they, they may not have anything for their settlement initially they may not have sufficiency you know by them within themselves it is the time that you need to leave certain things you need to leave the gleaning from your harvest to for the strangers so that they may pick up and they may start living they may start putting their food on the land and they may find a job and they may get settled down in this nation and god is very clear here god is telling us there is a great opportunity for us to care each one each family can take it as a challenge and can we start caring for somebody can we start caring for somebody finally there's a great opportunity to lead them to christ by doing this we are fulfilling the agenda of god on the face of this earth opportunity to lead them to christ as john the baptist if you remember he was baptizing people in river jordan and as John the Baptist was, you know, uh, uh, he only one thing that he was doing those days, he was pointing people to Christ. He was pointing people to, to the, the Messiah who is about to come. People asked him, in fact, who are you? That was the question asked to John the Baptist. Who are you? And he said, I am not the Christ. I am not the Christ. And then they asked, who are you? what do you say about yourself why don't you say something who are you doing all these things and you know what this is what he said i am the voice of the one crying in the wilderness and he said i am just a voice i'm a loudspeaker that is kept in the wilderness i keep saying what i'm asked to say i keep saying what i keep saying i'm just that there is a great opportunity for us to point people to christ as John the Baptist was doing on the day, as Samaritan women ran into the city and brought people to Christ the same way God is expecting us because there is a great opportunity to lead somebody to Christ. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Bible says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with the power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Jesus was anointed for this purpose and he is well and alive today. He's as powerful as he was and he's as healing as he was. He's as delivering as he was delivering people from the oppression of the enemy today. All that you and I need to do is point people to Christ. You know, people, most of them, most of the time when immigrants come to this nation, they come without Christ. 
They don't have Christ. They don't carry Christ. You know, I really thank God for some of those churches. I cannot name them. Some of those pastors, you know, they are already involved in pointing people to Christ. There are some, you know, there are children of God. They are involved in the ministry of pointing people to Christ. You know, this morning, in the midst of all that we have been going through, God is asking us to point people to Christ, point people to the cross. That's where they can find their Savior. Because Jesus died for them too. For some reason, they could not find him in this nation, in their nation. And when they come out to another nation, there is a great opportunity for us to show the way, show the way in which people need to walk so that eventually they will find Jesus. They will come closer to the cross. This morning's church doesn't need to be an obstacle for people coming to cross. Church need to be an open door for people to walk for people like sinners like us to walk into the presence of God and to find Jesus at the cross, the savior of the cross, the savior of the nation. And this morning, God has a greater agenda than what the world has, what the devil has. And this morning, God is asking you and I to focus on God's agenda than focusing on the agenda of the devil. Anyway, he will do it, whatever he is supposed to do it. But before that, God has to fulfill his purpose on the face of this earth. God is calling you and me. God is calling the church. This morning, we said God's agenda is that all men need to be saved and come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And the gospel of the kingdom need to be preached to all the nations. In order for that to happen, we must do two things. Number one, we must love everybody equally. Number two, we need to make use of the every opportunity to love people, to care people, and to lead them to Christ. By doing this, we will fulfill God's agenda on the face of this earth. Shall we take a minute to pray? Let's close our eyes.